Welcome to the Sermon Podcast for First St. Charles United Methodist Church in downtown St. Charles, Missouri. We are so glad that you're here, and it's our prayer that you feel safe, welcome, and wanted in this space. If you're interested in finding out more about us or supporting our ministries, you can connect with us online at firststcharlesumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the book of Psalm, chapter 34. Of David, when he feigned madness before Abimelech, so that he drove him out and went away. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. This is the word that renews our spirit. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. It wasn't exactly how I imagined my day starting. It was 5.30 a.m., I had showered, shaved, dressed, eaten, and before starting in on work, I thought, "Ah, I'll throw a load of laundry in the washer. At the time, we were having a minor electrical issue in our house, and I had no lights available to me except the light on my phone. No big deal. But then, in the darkness, as I approached the washer, clad in my stocking feet, I noticed something was amiss. Do you know that moment when you realize that something is not right, but it hasn't yet dawned on you what? It's disorienting, alarming to be sure, but you're stunned and trying to figure out what planet you're on. That's when it hit me. I was feeling a wetness in my socks. Turning my cell phone around and aiming it to the ground, I saw it. Laundry detergent. A whole brand new gallon of purple, lavender-scented laundry detergent had fallen off the shelf and burst open onto the floor, now soaking through my socks. Any suggestions for how one cleans lavender liquid laundry detergent off a concrete floor? We're talking a whole gallon of the stuff. You can't exactly use water. What a mess. An ironically clean mess, but a mess nonetheless. And it had spilled out before me to my great horror and distress. What we in the church know, or what we're supposed to know at least, is that this very thing has happened to all of us. We've all made a mess of things. We've all had reasons to be embarrassed or afraid or angered at how something good that was before us has gotten ruined and how we had a lot to do with the ruining, about how something essential to who we are has just gotten spilled away 
and what has been spilled may have been intended for good. Instead, it turned into a mess. And we'd unspill it if we could. But there it is. It just keeps spreading out in front of us to our horror and distress and often to our hurt and to the hurt of other people. Nadia Boltzweber is a tattooed, covered, former comedian turned profanity-laced Lutheran pastor. She has a prayer that goes like this. Dear God, my heart is a mess. There's just more suffering and loss and fear in the world than it can hold right now. Help me not to let in so much news that I have to put up a clothes sign in the door of my heart because my family and friends need it to stay open. Sometimes my heart doesn't really trust love. When my heart is full, help the anxious thoughts and feelings that poke a hole and empty it again come more slowly or preferably not at all. Sometimes this old girl does unhelpful things to protect herself. When my heart is broken, help it also not create an emotional autoimmune disorder, attacking as a pathogen what is actually harmless. But sometimes, sometimes I'm surprised by my heart. It can be more deeply in love than I ever knew possible. It can increasingly be gladdened by simple things I used to ignore. It can hurt for people I don't even like very much. It can heal from things I used to think would destroy it. It can long for you, God, but in ways that look less like piety and more like friendship. It's confusing having a human heart. So help me remember that while my heart may break, expand, hurt, heal, close, open, and overflow, None of that affects my soul. None of it can get to that part of me which bears your image. The part of me that contains the divine, inextinguishable spark. And for that, I am thankful. Because, as I stated earlier, my heart is a mess. Do you know what it is to have your hearts or your lives break open because of a mess and maybe because it's a mess of your own making often when I'm reading the Psalms I almost skip over the the heading that some scribe added much later inserted as their own editorial commentary on the song or hymn of the psalm maybe today it's not a good idea here again is the editorial introduction to the psalm of David when he feigned madness before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. It's evidently a reference to a story in the book of Samuel, chapter 21, involving an incident between David and a certain Philistine king of Gath. If ever there was a messed up life, 
it was David's. He's on the run from Saul, branded as a traitor by his own tribe, his own people. His life is in danger, and he has fled the country. He ends up going from the frying pan to the fire when he's surrounded by the Philistine king and his men. Did we mention that Gath was the hometown of a certain local hero named Goliath? That's the city, and that's its king. As Oliver Hardy would say many times to Stan Laurel, this is a fine mess you've gotten us into. What does David do? Get this. He saves himself by playing the madman. The text uses the unusual idiom for feigning madness to say that David altered his good sense. I'm pretty sure that I saw this on an episode of Law and Order with the same exact plot line. How many times do we alter our good sense trying to make sense of the mess we're in? David has to act crazy to get out of the mess that he was in while trying to get out of the mess that he was in with Saul. That's the setting, the context, the framework that the editor of our psalm wants us to bear in mind. And it makes so much more jarring when we hear David exclaim, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Perhaps in an important sense, it's an essential tenet of our faith that we always see our lives as a sparing. A friend of mine shares, when I was a pastor out in the country, I occasionally heard some old saint pray these words, Lord, we thank you for sparing us another day. I was troubled, my friend says, by that prayer. It seemed to presuppose a God always poised to strike grudging us another day before snuffing us out. To this menacing figure, this generous God of Jesus bears no resemblance. And yet, in the deepest sense, aren't we all asked to see our days as a sparing? There is repentance for us to do, is there not? a turning and a seizing of our promise. The good and urgent news is that we've been granted a time. No one knows how brief to live lives that bless God for sparing us another day. David, who has made such a mess of his life, makes his boast in the Lord. That's the first movement of his song. The second comes when he invites us in. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, he says, and let us exalt his name 
together. If I can speak candidly, I know that there are a number of us worshiping together in this moment who've been hurt by the church. Let me start by saying, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry for the pain and trauma and hurt. I would also add, me too. There are times that I know that I've hurt others, and in turn, times that I've been hurt. Being in a relationship is tough. It's messy. It's far from perfect. And I know that there are days that we show up for worship because we know we need to know we're not alone. And other days that we show up because others need to feel like they're not alone. Can we be in it together? I want to be in a church where messed up people like me join together with other messed up people to make as much praise as we could muster. Can we do that? And the payoff, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. How wonderfully crazy good news is that? God is every bit as close as this very moment.